Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, July 16th, 2018. Today we are reading from the Big Book, Chapter 6, and we're at page 84, the third paragraph. Today's readers are, for the 12 Steps, Jody E.Q., for the 12 Traditions, Jackie M., and reading the text are Jen A., Allison L., and Annie B. The reference number for Sunday, July 15, 2018, is 11,663. That's 11663. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jody E.Q. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, everyone. Thank this you. is Jody E.Q., gratefully recovering in California. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made the decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to be of service. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jody E.Q. I will now ask Jackie M. to read the 12 Traditions. Hi, good morning. This is Jackie M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. 
the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Jackie M. Okay, OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to... Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jody E. Q. I'm sorry, I'm completely, I'm completely off. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just completely lost my mind. Um, our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. 
singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 84, the third paragraph, reading through four sentences. I will now ask Jen A to begin reading. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Jen A, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic here in Littleton, Colorado. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, for by this time sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we will recoil from it as a hot flame. Yay, the 10th step promises. Woohoo! So um, pretty exciting here, and I have to just say that, um, you know, I'm the, I'm the promises girl, so um, I'm so thankful that they're woven through this entire text um, because I needed to hear them all along the way. And um, I'll tell you, I'm just a baby in program, two years, and, um, you know, like it said in the ninth step promises, that these are going to come sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They're going to either be that spiritual awakening or that spiritual experience. Well, um, I've experienced both, and I think that's the beauty. Um, but what I have to do is um, skip to the end of this paragraph because it says, um, it's how I react as long as I keep in fit spiritual condition. And that's the big thing for me in these 10-step promises is that if I think I can walk through these 12 steps and work them, and have the spiritual awakening and then just um, sit there and do nothing, um, I am going to be truly sorry. Um, and, and that's just been my experience. Um, I know for a fact that um, when I came into this program, I was uh, struggling with anything and everyone. Um, I couldn't accept other people as who they were. Today, um, that's not the truth for me. Um, and my thinking was uh, irrational and crazy. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't sane. And I think when I first read this, I was like, "What do they mean by sanity will return?" I don't even know what sanity is. I've been insane in my mind the whole time, right? But the sanity for me was that I'm now free from this disease, and that things are more reasonable, right? And I have the soundness of mind. That's what sanity means. And it's a normal, healthy mind, which I never knew what normal was because I had never experienced it. And uh, so the next part for me was um, uh, I will seldom be interested in food. Are you kidding me? Like I was so consumed with at one point in time as a, as a compulsive overeater what I could get my hands on and how much I could eat. Then as um, an anorexic and bulimic by um, restricting, 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 um, deciding how I was going to layer the food in my stomach so that I could make sure that it all came up. I mean, that was my mind, and that was what I was doing. Um, I no longer do that. I'm no longer tempted. And thank God for the newcomer who sits in the room with us, because yesterday we were remembering. And she talked about having to walk around the dessert table at a wedding and her mouth watering. And I was like, well, thank you, God, for bringing that woman here today, because I forget what
two years into this program. Um, and I have to be reminded of that um, because, as it says, if I am tempted, I recoil from it like a hot flame. I don't even, it doesn't even, it doesn't even come to me anymore. I spring back. I'm like, you know what? It just happens. And that's the miraculous part about these 12 steps. They just happen. They just happen. But I have to stay on the beam of recovery. I can't jump off, jump on, jump off, jump on. That's not how it works here. You know, and so I just stick close to God. I stick um, close to practicing these principles in all my affairs. I'm constantly asking and seeking and surrendering for the knowledge of his will. And, um, you know, I'm just going to keep coming back and doing it. So thanks for letting me start off by sharing the promises today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. And if you just got on the meeting this morning, we are on the bottom of page 84. And we read through four sentences ending with, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. Who would like to share on these four sentences? Madam. Nessa R. Madam. Nessa R. I got you, Matt. Reva P. Reva P. And who was after that? Esther C. Esther C. Leah S. Jody E.Q. Wait a second. Just one second. Okay, I think I heard Jody EQ, Charles H, Vasa O, and there was one other person. Richard B. Oh, Richard B. I knew it was Richard B. Okay, let's go with that. Matt M, Nessa R, Reva P, Esther C, Jody EQ, Charles H, Vasa O, and Richard B. Go ahead, Matt. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for your service, Kitty S. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. I'm compulsive over here from New Jersey. At least he's finding anything or anyone even food for me. Sanity will have returned. I'm very grateful that um, I had 11 days absence and I had a little slip and I was able to, by the grace of my higher power, to get back on and say today is going to be day six. <laughs> and um, I started working with my sponsor on June 28th and by the grace of my higher power, me just working it with my sponsor and reading the big book, I've, I've released 25 pounds. And that's a miracle because I, I thought I was going to be one of those hopeless cases that just died from this disease that everybody's going to be standing over my grave at the funeral saying, you know, it could have been, you know, he could have been something. He could have done this. He could have done that. But, you know, he chose to die from this disease. And uh, I thought I was going to be one of those sad people who, who went off to oblivion, you know, dropped off the face of the earth. And I'm grateful just for today I don't have to do that. I do recoil as if from a hot flame. My alcoholic foods are my alcoholic foods. And I had my friend here yesterday who went to the grocery store, and he sat there eating in front of me because I already had my lunch. And we went to the shop, right? He sat there eating a huge lunch right in front of me. And some of those foods he had were my trigger foods. And I'm like, really? And I feel okay. And I, I got home and made a phone call, and then we hung out the rest of the night. And then we went to the, the pizzeria, and he got himself a sandwich. And I'm like... I had to deal with seeing him eat that whole thing in front of me. So I'm like, wow. But it is what it is. And um, I still had my abstinent meal, and I'm grateful for that. I didn't pinge. I didn't um, eat anything else that was out of my food plan. And because I have the, the grace, I'm starting to get the grace of my higher power. I pray every night. I pray every morning when I wake up to give that for thank you. I got my higher power for giving me another day of life to do the next right thing. And um, just keep my um, self clean and sober. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. I'm grateful for today that I have the opportunity to do it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Okay, Nessa R., you're up, followed by Reva P. 
Hi, good morning, Vision for you. My name is Nessa R. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, whenever I read these lines, um, the same thing goes through my mind. It says here, you know, when tempted, we recall from it as if from a hot flame. But hey, I mean, like I remember reading way back when, at the very beginning of the process, at the very beginning of the big book, on page 24, that says here, there is a complete failure of the kind of defense that keeps one from putting his hand on a hot stove. So first it tells me I, I can't resist putting my hand on a hot stove. And then it tells me I recoil from it. So which one is it? Is this a contradiction in the big book? And the answer is no. Like this is uh, a before and after picture. You know, there's 60 pages in between these two passages, page 24 and page 84. And what happened in those 60 uh, pages is I went through steps through to 10. Um, and that's, um, that's recovery. That's recovery. When I work through the steps as outlined in the big book, when I do so in entire abstinence, um, this is what I get. I go from not being able to resist the call of my food to not being saved by it. And if I'm tempted, I say, you know what, Nessa, remember. Remember everything that the, all the trouble that the food had cost you. Um, and this is the gift of this program. You know, this, this is the transformation. This before and after picture shows me exactly what is possible when I do what I'm supposed to do the way I'm supposed to do it. I achieve a transformation. I achieve a transformation that I could have never, ever, ever done on my own because if I could have done it alone, I wouldn't be here. You know, I would have done it already and I wouldn't have to spend hours and hours and hours on the phone, hours and hours doing work. Um, I just wouldn't do it. Um, but you know what? Um, this transformation doesn't have to take forever. It doesn't have to be painful. You know, we just follow the instructions. We follow um, our big book guide, our sponsor, whoever we chose to take us through the process. And this is, this is, this is the beauty of it. This is what we get. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa. Reva P., you're up, followed by Esther C. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Um, I love how this paragraph starts with the word and because there's a link between having gone through the first nine steps, continuing with step 10, and then I get these promises. So it happens after doing all these steps. Um, and it's such a great reminder that in step one, I learn what the problem is, the physical allergy and the mental twist. Step two tells me the solution is to find a power bigger than me and that I'm going to be restored to sanity. And here it's saying, hey, it's happened. Like sanity will return. Um, so that's such a great reminder. Um, the thing that strikes me the most is the ceasing fighting. And cease is like really stop, like suddenly just stop. Um, and I was fighting, and I can still get into um, the um, old belief that I need to fight. I need to fight. I need to struggle. I need to effort to make things happen. And it was that way with the food. I have to fix this. I have to work hard. And if I don't get results, I'll just work harder. Um, 
And it was like that with everything, every relationship, everything that I uh, wanted to have or thought I should have. And after doing the work, um, I guess the biggest revelation is that that's a lie. That's a huge lie that I tell myself that it has to be so hard. Um, God works effortlessly, smoothly, with ease. Um, So I don't have to fight the food or anyone or anything. And I love how it says we recoil because, you know, it's not that I don't have a fear thought. It's not that I don't get angry or resentful, but that's my first thought. And then if I continue and continue and do the work um, daily, minute by minute, um, I have a second thought and sanity returns and I get on with my day. Um, And that is such a huge miracle. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Okay, Esther C., you're up, followed by Jody E.Q. Good morning. My name is Esther C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, also in Toronto, Canada. Um, I wanted to comment a little bit on this idea of fighting. You know, I always, when I came into Overeaters Anonymous, I always believed I would lose weight. I mean, why shouldn't I lose weight? If I'm going to eat differently or eat less, then my weight's going to come off. And in those early years, it did. I was able to, you know, lose 120 pounds. And the people that I met in the room also told me, though, that my relationship with food would always be scary and dangerous. They told me that my food was a tiger and that three times a day I'd have to let that tiger out of the cage and I'd have to, you know, dance around it and be super careful and that my only refuge would be the fellowship and meeting and tools and love and reading and writing But when I fight the food and when I fought the food, the food always won. And at some point, I started to feel like I was losing the battle with food. And thankfully, about nine years ago, I found a group similar to this one who had a different message. And they told me that, and they showed me that there was a promise in the book um, that taught me that if I would follow the instructions, as outlined in the first 164 pages of this book, that I would no longer have to fight the food. And I thought, that's crazy. It happens to other people. It's not going to happen to somebody like me, not someone who's been thinking about food since every moment of her life. Um, But in fact, uh, that very thing did happen, a new relationship with food. This is a a relationship where I'm not fighting food. It's a neutral attitude towards food. And I can tell you that for me, this is the greatest miracle of the program of recovery. When people see me, they're amazed that the uh, of about the weight that's come down. But I know that the great miracle is not that I lost weight. I could lose weight any place. The great miracle is that I'm not fighting with the food anymore, and the food is not uh, thoughts of food and, and and having it and not having it not occupying my mind 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is the great miracle of the program. So if that is where you are, if food is occupying your mind, if you are have been attending these meetings and the food's still on your mind, then it, it behooves you to, you know, join us, you know, le- learn this book with us and, and, and follow the instructions of that line here so that you can also experience this great miracle. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jody. Esther C. Okay, Jody EQ, you're up, followed by Charles H. Thank you, Katie. This is Jody EQ, recovering in California. Good morning, everyone. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol or food. 
as has been said, I too uh, was fighting food, fighting, fighting, fighting. Am I going to eat it today? I couldn't trust myself. I couldn't be alone. And I, I was afraid to spend the day alone or I still would be in the food I'm afraid. I'm fighting this temptation that is constantly there, and I'm going to lose. I know I'm going to lose. There is really no fight when I'm in the food. Uh, But once I get entirely abstinent and get those foods, those alcoholic foods, out of my system, and I work these steps, I have a spiritual awakening, and I no longer want them. I am neutral. I can see my old binge foods and I, it's like there's a skull and crossbones on them. And I do. I recoil. I recoil from those alcoholic foods that I know make me crazy. And this does apply to everything in my life today. I don't want to fight anything or anyone. We hear about the war on drugs or the war on cancer or the war on this or the war on that. Are you going to join my fight for this or my fight for that? No, <laughs> I don't want to fight. I think of this line in the big book and I, I don't want to fight because fighting just, if I fight anything or anyone, they just fight right back. And it becomes a battle. And that doesn't accomplish anything. So I have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even my alcoholic foods. Thank you, God. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And now we will have um, Charles H. followed by Vasa O. Thank you very much for your service, KDF Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. For we have ceased fighting anything or anyone. You mean, you mean I can go to a barber shop and not get a haircut? You mean I can go to a crack house and not smoke crack? Um, so the text also says, for by this time, sanity will have returned. Well, if I'm going to a barber shop, I'm getting a haircut. And if I'm going to a crack house, I'm smoking crack. See, I've been there, you know, and and I'm not afraid to say that because that's my experience. But sanity has returned because every time I went to a barber shop, I got a haircut. And, you know, in sponsoring people, I used to go to McDonald's and try to look for sponsees. You know, but I wasn't, I was insane. (laughs) And and, and, and I'll let you know a little secret. At 1201, I get insane again every single day. So I have to um, continue this process. Um, and I will continue to get the results. And in looking, and in looking at, uh, I think I said this last week, but in looking at the AA 12 and 12 in the second step, there's one word that really changed my life, belligerent. I was in conflict and war with everybody, people on this line, people at work, my family. You know, and that, that word really just, like, you know what? Like, you know, and, and in looking in the fourth step, it says, I've been trying to dominate people for, for forever for almost 40-something years. No wonder people revolted. But when I, that mindset of just flipping and not, not really concerned about what others are doing, my life got, you know, my mind got right. When my mind got right, everything fell into place in my life. 
And that's all I, I got. I just want to leave some time on the clock for somebody else. Thank you, Charles. Vasa O, you're up, followed by Richard B. Yes, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Katie, thank you so much for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And oh, I've loved the promises. Uh, I was, uh, again, I had been fighting the food. I had a battle with the food for 25 years until I came to Overeaters Anonymous in 1986, and this was my last stop. Come, I said, if does, this doesn't work, that's it. I'm just going to die fat and miserable. And this is the only way that has worked for me. Thank you. Thank you, Higher Power. Thank you, my 12-step programs. Thank you, my sponsors, for my, especially my first sponsor, for bringing me to my first meeting. And I just thank God I am well in alive today for today. But I remember when I heard the promises for the first time, it gave me so much hope. And I remember thinking, this just is too good to believe. And gradually, one by one, I have been receiving the promises by the grace of God and by keeping in a spiritual condition. It started with the food. At the beginning, when I became abstinent, but, you know, one, again, when the thought came back to, to eat, you know, and I was a person, like, I, I mean, I was almost like a chef, you know, and for me not to taste it, to recoil from it like a flame was, like, unbearable, but I did it. I, I remember, you know, I mean, I would take, be tasting food when I'd be cooking and after cooking to make sure there was enough of this and enough of that. My mind was always preoccupied with the food. And, again, I am so grateful that I have found this program. I'm, I know my time is coming up. And I love the promises that, you know, I have a neutral. I don't fight the food. And uh, it's, you know, and, and, and also my mind, the battlefield, my mind, with the, not with just the food, people, places, and things. I was not a confrontational person. I was such a people pleaser. You know, the battle was always in my mind. But that has come gradually true, and it's coming, and it will never stop till I'm dead. Thank you for letting me share, and I'll pass. Thank you, Vasa. Richard B., you're up. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. My name's Richard B, and I'm calling from Cork, Ireland. And uh, I apologize in advance if there's going to be a bit of background noise. The grocery shopping has arrived, and I am shut in a different room. Okay, I love these promises so much. These are the ones for me that really draw me into the program, way more than the ninth step promises, because it has here ceased fighting anything or anyone. Um, for me this morning, I'm actually struggling with the fighting anyone because my wife went out and left me alone and the groceries were arriving and I had a meeting. And then I realized these promises. I was really grateful to open the book and, and find that we were reading these today uh, because I am powerless over people, places and things. And I'm powerless over other people's actions. And I just need to do what is right for myself. By this time, sanity will have returned. We, sell, we are seldom interested in liquor. Um, seldom interested in liquor. Um, for me, that doesn't mean, uh, sorry, for me, that means 
that I can go along in life and never be interested in the food. At times, there is going to be something that will draw my attention. Although I am incredibly grateful to my higher power that I have not had that experience yet. Um, so seldom, seldom interested in liquor, but so far for me, I'm not interested in the food. Um, recoil from it as if from a hot flame. Um, I'll give you an example there. My wife um, was going to order something with the groceries this week, and it was a joint of meat that had um, the, the fat layer on top. And when it's cooked, the fat is crispy and salty. And to me, that is a complete trigger food. And she said, would that be OK for you to have it without that? And I had to think and I actually recoiled from it. I was like, no, I don't want it. Um, the rest of the people in the household can have it, but I don't want it. Um, so I was really grateful for that. Um, so, yeah, I am actually going to pass and leave again a few seconds for somebody else. I'm just really grateful to be here. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much, Richard B. and everyone for leaving a couple of seconds on the clock here. Okay, so if you've just joined us, um, we are on the page 84, and we're at the bottom where the paragraph that starts, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, and we read through four sentences, ending about, with yeah. recoil from it as from a hot flame. Who would like to share on that? Nancy P. Nancy P. Okay. 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 I'm sorry, but I I just heard a lot of names all at the same time. Um, so let me tell you who I did hear, and you know, I apologize, and we'll get the rest of you. I have Nancy P, Katie G, Barbara E, Larry K, Leah S. Who else was that? Pete B. Was it Pete B? Okay. Annie V. Annie. I got you, Annie. I mean, I got you, Annie, and I got you, Leah S. Thank you. Okay, let's just. Sharon W. Sharon W. Sharon W. Okay, let's stop there, please. And if you're not um, Nancy P, please mute yourself. Okay. Hi, can I be heard? Um, Yes, but let me just go through who's going to be up. Um, Katie G, Barbara E, Larry K, Leah S, Annie V, Pete B, and Sharon W. Go ahead, Nancy P. Hi, thanks for letting me share. Uh, this is Nancy P from Boston. So the promises are um, the most wonderful thing. Um, the issue that brought me, by God's grace, got me to vision. I shouldn't say brought me, got me there. I just blindly made a phone call to somebody and found out about it and have been um, abstinent ever since. Um, so I worked the steps, you know, for the first time in 47 years. I went through them. I was willing to do anything, not willing, even desperate. And um, and then the food became a non-issue. And I can tell you that I, I follow a very, um, I would say, spare food plan, my alcoholic foods are, are, you know, I'm very careful, but I handle them and cook with them all the time because the rest of my family is not um, um, a compulsive overeater. 
And um, the issue that brought me, that got me to make that fateful phone call has escalated dramatically. And um, because I put my time in every single day and spend um, time, you know, calling, sponsoring, working the steps, you know, reaching out in fellowship and all that, because of that, um, the, I need uh, my mind and my um, body are where they need to be right now, which is focusing on this um, catastrophe that has reared its head again and has um, has completely decimated my um, my spirit. And um, you know, I was talking to a very close friend on the phone last night, and um, I said, "I'm not afraid exactly," and I'm not. What it is is that my heart is just so hurting so much um but food is not why it is and um so i can tell everybody that um if you do this work you will get these promises and if you don't you won't and with that i'll pass thank you so much nancy p okay katie g you're up followed by barbara e Good morning, KDF, KDG, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic. And I've been thinking a lot about sanity. I love what everybody said about fighting, and I'm a born fighter. And uh, thank you, God. I, I don't fight as much anymore, depending on my, my fit spiritual condition. I definitely don't fight food. Um, but, you know, when you look at a sane person like my husband, he doesn't look to his body he doesn't declare war on his body when things are not going his way right like i clearly have an internal problem you know there are times as a recovered woman today um, i will be having a very big problem internally and i will look at him and he's not there it's so clear that the situation is not the problem the problem is my internal unmanageability, and the solution is inside. It is a power greater than me. It is not getting control over people, places, and things. It is learning to go to the problem solver and to get quiet <clears throat> within me. And this has been an unraveling for me. I have been in the program for double-digit years, and <clears throat> I don't say that to impress. But I fought for a long time. I lived on my own, and I, I didn't go out. I didn't socialize. I didn't go around food. And you know what? <clears throat> Before I was recovered, some of that was needed. And today, yeah, I live around food that is not my food. And I don't play with fire. You know, when <clears throat> it doesn't say I'll never be interested in food, seldom. So when the food thoughts do come or when, when I want to declare war on my body because I'm not getting what I want, I have a second thought. I go inside. I go inside because I know, okay, Katie, this, this anorexia, this, this number on a scale isn't going to solve what's going on out there. And holy smokes, you know, I can go out in the world and I can interact with God's kids. And I have to tell you, a lot of the time people think I'm sane because they can't hear what's going on in my head because I don't rage uncontrollably as a manager, you know, because I don't, um, you know, try and fight people for no reason because I, I look, I act normal, and that's not me. 
that's the result of these 12 steps, working them day in and day out. And I don't say that to show off. I say that because every time I get involved and, and I'm the center of my solution, I'm wrong and I start fighting. And when I'm fighting, what will happen? Eating will always be a step up from how I feel. So, you know, these are amazing promises and they only come as I continue to trudge this privilege of trudging with all of you one day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie. Okay, Barbara E., you're up, followed by Larry K. Thank you so much. Uh, it's an honor to be on this meeting with you all. The nine-step promises, I know we're on the 10th now, but the nine-step promises for me come and go depending on the day, depending on my actions. But the 10th step promise, that one has come true for me. Yesterday was not a good day for my family. Uh, it was my husband's birthday, and the day was awful. And the downward spiral started with my thoughtless, harsh words the evening before. The good news is the thought of going to food to comfort me never entered my head. I made my amends to my husband and my son. I said I was sorry, but saying sorry is not enough. After pushing someone off the Empire State Building, yelling down, I'm sorry, does the person falling to his death? No good. Someone is unmuted, I think. I had to, I chose to write, a, write again this morning before it got on the meeting my new set-aside prayer for today. And it said, says, please, God, help me to lay aside everything I think I know about you, this program, my needing it, the world, and especially my treatment and judgmental nature towards my loved ones. Please, God, help me to set aside my hurt, my playing the victim, my continuing the conversation in order to gain sympathy or reassurance or validation. My jealousy, my selfishness, my self-centeredness, my mood swings, and focus on being the opposite. Please guide me to be kind, thoughtful, loving, and mindful so that I don't wound the most important people in my life. Those nine steps come and go, but... The 10-step promise, I don't know why, but I'm so grateful, has come true for me. The thought of alcoholic food never entered my mind. Today, I wake up with a new attitude of gratitude, and I'm grateful that the sun is shining and that I'm here with you. Thank you, everyone. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Larry K., it's your turn, followed by Leah S. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. Thanks for your service. Appreciate that. Um, you know, for me, these promises, so, you know, we've heard a lot about this. I mean, the bottom line is if we do the work, we're going to get the change, the internal change in us that brings about all these other blessings. And the promises for me today, th these are, it's like a divine covenant. It's an agreement that if I do the work that this higher power, I'm going to be brought into alignment with the higher power. And there's some good things that are going to happen. 
because I'm, I'm not going to be swimming upstream anymore. I'm going to be swimming downstream with the help of my higher power. You ever seen a, a dead fly on the windowsill? I'm sure you have. You see, you, know, you see that fly buzzing so frantically against the closed window that it looked like it was trying to escape from prison. It's banging up and up, and that's, that was me in program. There might be one or two people on the line that are feeling that way too, like that fly. You want the promises so desperately. You're trying to do some things, but you're like a fly. You're banging up against the, the windowsill, and you're drawn by the seductive light outside, you know, fixated on these, on the outcome here. And you see one path to freedom and it might not be the right path to freedom. See, there may be other paths that you hadn't considered. You might not be doing, not because you're bad. You just might not be following the instructions. There may be an alternative route, an escape route out. The big book, one of the titles of the big book they considered was a way out that, that title was taken. There is a way out. There is a way to these promises. But, you know, like that fly, I keep succumbing to forces greater than my own, the windowsill, keep banging my head up. I can't see. My perceptive lens doesn't give me the ability to see some other way out. All I can see is one way. So I keep doing the same stuff over and over again. And I'm working really hard at banging my head up against the windowsill. Let me tell you, I'm good at that. I keep doing it, and I keep getting frustrated, but I'm not following the escape route. The escape route is through these steps, following the instructions imperfectly but precisely, and we can get to the, to the seductive light. We can get to the promises because you know why? Because we change as human beings by the grace of God. You call it whatever you want to. There's something. There's a power greater than you. There was a power greater than me that could bring this about, that could bring this change about. It's not magic, no pixie dust here. There's no magic wand here. It happens through effort, but the outcome is my higher powers. And that's what, that's the, the beauty of this program. We get to these promises. And I'm grateful for that. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. Leah S., you're up, followed by Annie V. Thank you so much, moderator. Wow, it's really hard <laughs> maneuvering and getting everyone. Thank you very much. My name is Leia S., and I'm very grateful to be on this meeting today. Um, by this time, sanity will have returned. What is sanity? Um, when I finished the ninth step, there was a certain feeling about me. It was like a big, huge rock was lifted off my heart, my shoulders, my everything. There was a freeing part that suddenly came over me. And not only was there a, a good part that, about that, but there was a certain tranquility that just came within me. And that, I believe, was my higher power entering, was through his grace entering my heart. And that feeling was such a good feeling. Are you here? Are you through those ninth steps? Are you coming into the tenth steps? Are you feeling? We are, we are seizing the fighting 
remember this good feeling. Do you think this is going to last? We're not going to fight food. We're not going to fight anyone. Um, We'll be seldom interested in the food. In other words, automatically my choices are the correct choices. And yet they, they go on to say that if we are tempted, not if we are tempted, we are human, we do come up against challenges. But remember, remember this good feeling, this tranquil feeling that you have after you finish these things, after you have made your name. What a good feeling it is. How can I preserve it? How can I hold on to it? Just keep on doing everything. And this is where we're going to read uh, later on that keep on doing this one day at a time, each day, every day. Thank you for letting me share. I pass on. Thank you, Leah S. Annie B., you're up, followed by Pete B. Hi, can I be heard? Yes. Hi, this is Annie. I'm grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater just for today in New York. Um, thank you, everyone, for your service. Um, for me, what's coming up, um, so I live in Manhattan in New York City now. And uh, four years ago when I was going through this process, I remember going to grad school by NYU and getting triggered just by smells of, you know, all the copious pizza stores around. And today when, you know, I, it's inevitable that I will pass a pizza store, <clears throat> it's, it's that recoil from a hot flame. I might get the, oh, this is what I used to binge and purge on. But it's more like, okay, 10 step promise, I mean, excuse me, 10 step because it's that resentment, I'm re-feeling the feelings just simply by that. It's almost as if it's a physical, you know, the temptation for physical uh, craving or that phenomenon of craving, but it's, you know, I do immediately do the 10th step and I'm, you know, it's poison. It's, that's not my food. It's someone else's food and how can I be useful? That is such a beautiful promise. Like to, to know, if I knew, you know, I first came into program when I was a teenager in 2000, and nobody ever told me. I mean, I, we read the ninth cent promises, but I never knew that. The possibility is that I will not want to engage in those behaviors. I will not want this food and that I will want to be useful <laughs> instead of how am I going to get my fix? What food's going to be at this event? It's how can I be of service today? That is one of the most fulfilling things in my life. And um, the, the vision that comes up, someone mentioned to me, you know, God um, is kind of like, God, you and I dance, like guidance, good orderly guidance. And God is in the lead. I'm not running the show. I made that decision in step three to go through four through nine to really show that through action. And um, if God's going to lead me, I've got to follow. So I still need to be turning over my food, still need to be doing my 10th and my 11th at, uh, you know, morning and night, working this program, sponsoring, um, or else God's not going to lead me. God's not going to take away something that I'm still engaging in. Um, so if I'm brought to something, I need to follow. And I also still need to do the footstep to just even get into the dancing position. And that's, you know, I'm an artist. It's the beauty of life, that tension and release. So there are instances where it's like, you know, it comes to my mind just because it's in front of me or there's a physical manifestation, that olfactory sense. But I have the program, and that's the gift that I have today. I'm so grateful for it that I can just use this program to recoil as if it's from a hot flame. This is not mine. This is poison. I wouldn't even think of it on my own. And it's also today 
a barometer since I'm getting married next month. You know, there's all this food stuff, all that food talk. It's how spiritually fit am I, right? Are these thoughts coming up, you know, in, in, the, in my 11th step review? Are they coming up a lot? Am I being selfish? Have I had a selfish thought? Um, are there resentments, anger, all that stuff? And I can use that as information today to work my program and get deeply in touch with my higher power. And I believe that that's a huge promise. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you, Annie B. Okay, Pete B, um, followed by Sharon W, although we only have three minutes. So, Sharon, you may have to wait for the second hour. Thank you, moderator. My name is, uh, can you hear me okay? Yes. Uh, my name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater, recovered today by God's grace and mercy, and I'm in Pennsylvania. And I, I just want to take a little bit of my time to say what a great job you've done with this meeting on a Monday morning. A really, uh, really great job. Uh, you know, this is this is a fantastic four sentences, right? Like, sign me up. This is this is what I came here for. You know, the only I, I don't like I, I don't like hearing I, I don't like them hearing hearing them referred to as promises because. You know, in my experience, I was a promise maker and I was a promise breaker. And everybody in my life, you know, made me promises that they were never able to fulfill for whatever reason, right? I like to think of these as the results, the results of effectively working the first 10 steps or 11 steps um, of this program, right? And, and if, I am, if I'm in a fight with somebody, if I'm in a fight with something, and I have ceased fighting anything or anyone, that means I surrendered. It also means I lost, right? Because food for me is undefeated. It'll never be defeated. I've, I, I've not, I'll never be on the winning side. I've always, I've always I've lost to food, right? That's where, that's the sanity that has returned. Right? The delusion that I am like anybody or ever have been like anybody has been smashed. I will never, ever, ever have an effective mental defense or, or, or uh, not have this allergy to these substances. Right? Like I, I, the, the, it'll never, ever be the same. And I'll never be able to, on my human power, defend myself from these substances. Right? I, you know, to a certain degree, right? Sanity, me, the, the sanity being returned. Like th this is the point where I say to myself, well, I can play out the tapes, right? The tapes can play out here. I can't play the tapes out if I'm if, if sanity has not been restored. I mean, that that means I'm insane, right? That my defense must come from a power greater than myself. But in this case, right, like my sanity is restored. I'll never be able to successfully eat a donut. Those mixed nuts are never ever a part of my meal plan. They never ever will be. Right? The war's over. The fighting has ceased. I'm on the losing side. That's good news, right? I walk a free man now, right? Surrendered. You know, seldom interested in liquor. They make that they make they make that stuff look as attractive as they possibly can. Billion dollars or billions and billions of dollars are spent on it, right? To make me interested in it. Of course it's gonna look appealing, but I've been restored to sanity. Man, that, what, 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 like, sign me up, right? The results of working this program effectively. So, like, once again, great job with that. I'll pass. Hopefully, I left a couple seconds off of somebody. Okay. Thank you so much, Pete and Sharon W. If you don't mind sticking around for the second hour, um, which is coming up right after this. Um, 
Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And I just want to thank everyone who um, helped me with this meeting this morning. Uh, we had Jody EQ, Jackie M, Jen A, Allison L, and Annie V. And coming up will be Kimmy and Lynn R, Linda R. So um, the share ID uh, for today, Monday, July 16th, is 11,666. That's 11,666. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 180, followed by 180, 164. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Allison L. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, I'm here. Thank you. This is Allison L., recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.